All right, episode two, Six Pack Chats. Crack them. Let's roll. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pose a question. I'll talk about the show. Then we're going to come to you, talk about drinks, how you and I know each other, because evidently I was very rude by not uh, properly introducing you, okay? Is that what your wife told you? No, somebody else. And we'll talk about that. that (laughs) No, I think it's fair. But listen, I want you to think about a comedian. I heard an interview with a comedian today that said he had an aunt that died in the Spanish flu pandemic in uh, 1918. He's still alive, still working. What comedian is it? Sip and think on it. And we'll get this thing started in moments. So this is Six Pack Chats, episode two. I'm Brady. I'm a uh, podcaster and a drinker, obviously. Uh, Here's what we do. We crack a six pack at the start of it. At the end of the six pack, the episode's over. Uh, You can find us sixpackchats.com brought to you in part by Laser Shark Studios. We help podcasters podcast by producing, editing, hosting, consulting, the whole thing. Look us up, lasersharkstudios.com. All right, Shark Daddy. First off, tell me what comedian you think said in an interview today had an ant die in the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. I'll give you three guesses. Well, uh, I mean, so an ant. So I was be a pretty old comedian. My first nope. guess would be Bob Saget. That's a great guess. Uh, I'm pretty sure older. Okay. Older. Um, would it be? Oh, this is a trick too, kind of, because he's definitely a well-known comedian, very well-known, but you may not think of him as a comedian. He doesn't have Netflix specials, and I'll tell you why he said he doesn't do specials. Um, Steve Martin? That's another good one. That very close. One more shot. Uh, uh, Billy Crystal. That's another good. Jay Leno. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So, right. So Jay Leno is 70. His dad was born actually in Italy and moved to New York. His dad was born in 1910. So his dad had an older sister that got the Spanish flu back in 1918. And um, actually, check this out. He was telling this story that they wheeled his aunt into the church with her wedding dress on and on a gurney, slipped her finger, slipped the ring on her finger, and she died hours later on her wedding day. What, so happened kind of the, a, what happened to the widower? That's a great question. And I wonder why they would do that unless there was life insurance. Was life insurance a thing during the Spanish flu? Ah, shit. Probably. Probably. I mean, people are trying to rip up people all around the, <laughs> it's the oldest game in town. Right. Well, I saw a, a news ep- clip about like some teenagers that are like 18 or 19. They get out of like, five months to live and they got married. Yeah. 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 I saw that too. So, um, Jay Leno also, so it was interesting because he was on, um, Andy Cohen's Bravo radio show on Sirius and I caught it a little bit and they were, Andy asked him why he doesn't have any Netflix specials. And he said, look, stand up is a personal thing, right? It doesn't, he's like, it's not meant to be watched on a four inch screen on a phone. It's meant to be in a club or in a venue with other people, shared experience, 
But I mean, because obviously Leno could make insane amounts of money. He doesn't need any more money. No, that's true. That's true because they were promoting his new TV show. So yeah, right. Car show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, um, back why would to I work- do a Netflix special when I have my own TV show? Right, right. And I'm already, I have more money than God. So doesn't he have, doesn't he have like 75 cars or something like that? I mean, think about, he just made a ton of money hosting the tonight show. But the weird thing is, man, he just seems to have some sort of stink on him from how people perceive he took over. Remember, because he said he was going to retire something to the effect of, he said he was going to retire Conan got yeah, his Conan. show and then he came back and took it from conan well allegedly word on the street is they got in a fist fight oh come on <laughs> no I'm kidding okay that would be hilarious because Jay okay. Leno just knocked him out this chin <laughs> so dude let's talk about what you're drinking on mm. so this week i've upgraded to modello mm. so where is that made because last week or this earlier this week, we talked about the fact that uh, in Mexico, they're out of beer. Are they making it there and sending it here? Or where yeah, is it made? Because they'd rather get the Americans drunk. Yeah, yeah. And upcharge. So, Modelo. And by. Yeah, this is made in Nava, Mexico. Weird. They must be sending it up here. Uh, that's weird. Um, you know, my problem with Modelo, I like it a lot, but that gold flaky stuff is hard to get off the top of the bottle. Right. That, and then, I, I went with cans since we got to do it. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you need that sound. Okay, so cans of Modelo. I'm actually drinking Summer Honey, a seasonal ale. It's from a Big Sky Brewing Company huh. in Montana. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that caught my eye. It's uh, They have a really good beer called uh, Moose Drool. Oh, I've heard it. I think I've had that. They have uh, they have some really good beers. It's uh, brewed with honey and, and spices, so I'm halfway through my first one. So I can't really tell yet. It may well, be too much to drink six. You know what I mean? Like with the, the honey and the spices. Right. That's why you got to buy an extra six pack of some other stuff. Well, dude, I got PBR as my standby. Oh, boom. Listen, I bought enough beer today to get us through like... 12 episodes. Now we better record them all tomorrow and the day after or else it's going to be gone. But you know what I mean? Went by the old standby. My standby beers go really quick. Well, that's the thing. I'm always like, well, I'll buy a six pack. I'll drink three during the recording and then I'll drink three tomorrow. And then, you know, I end up finishing off the six pack and moving to my wife's wine and get in trouble for that. (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) Do the three on the show, and then I'm downstairs and do three more while I watch TV. Yeah, and then oh, I mean, then I rummage through the liquor cabinet and find tequila. <laughs> That's when you know it's bad, dude. Right, right. I just don't have that stop button. Um, so listen on some. So I did share the first episode with somebody I really trust, somebody in radio that you know I just wanted to get some input from, and she was like. Listen, who was the guy? You never introduced him. She was like, I didn't know if he was from Kansas City until he said something about downtown Overland Park. She's like, I know nothing about him. How'd you guys meet? All of that stuff. I'm I mean, an enigma, on, man. Yeah. You're uh, a mystery, racked yeah. in a, an enigma. I mean, some I might I might be in Beirut. You never know. Mm-hmm. A man on the move, a man about town, a man with a microphone. How exactly. do do you remember? 
I mean, obviously, did we meet when we were taking our kids to the kindergarten roundup or whatever it was? Yeah. Yeah. Is that when we met? Yeah. And there's little small chairs. Yeah. That was. On on some um, Billy Madison type stuff. We met that night. Yeah. And we we got that milk. Mm Mm-hmm. So we meet taking our oldest daughters to kindergarten roundup. And then from there, we became pretty fast friends because we had kids, you know, basically the same age. And we started coaching together. We coached several seasons of soccer. Uh, we coached basketball together. Yeah, our, our teams were good too. Dude, our teams were real good. I mean, we might have been a little intense for kindergarten and first graders, but hey. <laughs> Is it a lie when I say, oh, yeah, I remember um, one time at a first grade soccer, there was almost a scuffle between some coaches? Uh, no, that that's correct. Do you remember what happened? Oh, yeah, it was. I definitely remember. It was when they were playing co-ed, right? Yes. 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 And the biggest kid on the field. Who was a Which giant. was the other coach's kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And most our team was girls. And we had, what, like four boys? Sure. Yeah. And the other team was mostly boys with a few girls. Mm-hmm. But our girls were kicking ass. And they weren't taking names. And that coach kept getting pissed because he thought his son was getting fouled. And he thought... His team was getting gypped, and finally I just told him, look, you're losing to a bunch of girls, man. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Okay. I'm pretty sure that that's what came out of my mouth, too. Which is weird, because if I remember right, his son, like, kicked the ball in goal from the sideline. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't like we we were winning, but it wasn't like we were... Um, you know, running up the score or something because you're not even supposed to keep score at that age. Right, right. And and like he was riding that like ref kid. I felt bad. Yeah. That's kind of why I stepped in. I mean, that dude was like twice my size, but. Yeah, he was very angry and very athletic. He didn't know what was going to come to him, though, bro. Well, yeah. Well, and your brother-in-law. Yeah. And father-in-law were there. Yeah, we had, I had backup. Yeah, not me. I mean, I was there, but I, you know, but I would have been. You would have been a phone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll be a crazy good hype man in a in a scuffle, but I ain't. So, and I remember um, we had a good time playing basketball. I love coaching basketball. I still coach Hunt's team. Yeah, I coach. um, I was coaching a team, and. and then we were going to play five on five. So it was my middle daughter's first season. And we were going to go five on five before everything got shut down. Cause she just started three on three. And I think we went undefeated. It was nice. awesome. Yeah. Her three on three team went undefeated and I just love it, man. I'd love to move up and coach higher levels, but I don't even know, you know, how. Uh, well, you, you take your middle daughter's five on five team, go undefeated. And then you go to the middle school and say, Hey, look what I did with this group of girls. 
Yeah. And then you parlay that into taking the middle school undefeated into a league championship, and you parlay that into the sophomore team at the high school. Okay. Is that really how it works, or don't you have to be a teacher? Or no? Uh, I, ah, you might have to like be some kind of teacher. Mm. I don't know. But I, I, I know like Frank Martin, you know, like the old K State coach who coached sure. South Carolina. Yeah. Pretty sure he would like start off as like a JV coach. Wow. Somewhere. And then like through coaching circles, knowing people, knowing people, like got a shot with like Bob Huggins. Wow. And, and then like took off from there. Moved on up. Yeah. I mean, my only issue is, you know, is straddling that line between being aggressive, forceful, mean coach, and also, oh, yeah, they're second grade girls. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's a tough line to straddle. Yeah. Like, a, what are you doing? Dive on that ball. It's like, then mm-hmm. you, you turn back around, like, ah, she's only six. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like, yeah. do I really go like full NBA coach on them? Right. I mean, with my kid and some of the girls that I know well, because I also coach their soccer, you know, so that was why it made coaching the basketball so much easier is because I use some of the same language that we used in soccer in basketball. You know what I mean? Like, right. I well, would say throw in position. And then so I would do the same thing in basketball. So we kind of had this thing. And I knew kind of who I could lean on. Right. Every sport, mostly, it's all kind of the same. Like, yeah. Except baseball. That's just, yeah. Like, different, weird because, but like everything else, like, kind of the same movements, you know, like angles and stuff like that. Right. Get back on defense. Right. Like, hustle back. Right. Get back on defense, get in your spot, help out. That's the thing. Basketball and soccer, I felt like were very simpatico, but it's just a, a weird thing. So I told you that I'm looking at bringing on some guests for us. And one of them is a guy that's a high school coach and has been for a long time. And I think it'd be fun to pepper him with questions. You know, you and I as non-trained or schooled coaches to get some info. You know what I mean? Oh, I was schooled by the hardest of coaches growing up. Well, but that's the other thing. Coaches were different in that day, weren't they? Right. Well, like, so like, I remember like my coaches growing up, like, I mean, like, especially football, like my first ones were like, it was a dad. And then one of like our teammates, grandpa's like, so it was like his dad and his grandpa coaching his grandpa, oh, was he hard. I mean, we were like fifth grade, 12, you know. He's grabbing her face mask, spitting her face with like chew coming out and stuff. Yeah. Like very, very old school, right? And But like that's how like my parents like kind of were raised and coached, you know, like very right. military like World War II guys. Yeah. So I want to say like probably like, you know our generation were the last ones that had a deal with like really hardcore, you know? Yeah. So I remember when I was in high school, our coaching staff was a bunch of dudes that had just graduated college, you know, and this was their first job out of college and they had all played football at a local, like NAIA type. Yeah. And they suited up against us. 
they suited up and would just come out there and they would hit with us. It was insane because dude, I don't care how, you know, I I'm from a tiny town. So our biggest guy was still five years younger. Those guys are men. Those are adult teacher men going up against a bunch of you guys were making them feel good about themselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Imagine how much fun that had to have been for them. Right. Like, beating the crap out of these kids in high school and then going and taking the girls afterwards. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously that, I mean, same way I feel when I D up those second grade girls, I just <laughs> dude, try to bring it into my lane. Well, that's but, like, uh, so we were at my parents' house like a week and ago or something, having like a barbecue and, my son lowered the goal. So it was like seven and a half feet, you know, eight feet. He's like, drive on me. He's <laughs> Come like, on. No. Oh yeah. He like, like, and he's 11. Right. So he's like, chest popped up, like drive on me. See if you can score. Boy, did I posterize him, <laughs> knocked him to the ground, stood over him <laughs> saying, you never want this ever. And I just <laughs> laughed. Sort of like uh, Scotty Pippen over Patrick Ewing type thing. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, just worked him. I mean, that's the thing. I don't let my kids win anything. You're going to have to earn it. You're going to have to beat me. It'll be better when you do if you do. But I'm not going to let you win. Even board games and stuff like that. Dude, all day. I'm not giving you a win at all. But again, when I don't, it'll feel better when you actually earn it, if you ever do. Which Which they never will. I mean, maybe in basketball. I'm so old, my youngest, I don't know, though. Maybe if she gets really good and is super athletic and I keep doing this podcast, drinking so much, maybe she'll be able to beat me. But like I I could beat my dad right now in basketball. Yeah, but, but that's not saying much. You'll be able to like at least have height advantage, probably. Mm, so mm. as long as you're within distance, you can get like a finger on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I that's the thing, man. I got to tell you, I miss basketball. I was playing in a men's rec league, you know, for like a year and a half before this broke out. I was playing every Sunday for like two hours. It was like all the exercise I was getting, and I'm horrible at it. But I was playing a lot just because it's easier to get exercise that way. Boy, right? it's fun. Oh, it's a blast. I wish I, I don't know why I quit. I used to play just out of high school and college a lot. And then I just, I guess when I had my first kid, I just quit playing. Yeah, those kids fuck everything up, dude. I mean, but here's the thing. I should have had enough balance and wherewithal to go. You know what? I can still find two hours a week to play basketball. You know what I mean? Right. No, and uh, like, and it sounds so like, oh, it's only two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like that two hours might seem like eight. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, the other thing is, so the, uh, the deal I had going, you know, for the, like the year before everything got locked down is I was playing Sunday mornings at eight o'clock. So I'd be done by 10. So, by the time everybody got up and around, it was like I was only out of the house for an hour or whatever. 
right. you know, they wake up and, and it worked out pretty well. So then well, I kinda, and you probably like, yeah, right after playing for two hours, you're kind of tired, but by the time you get home, you're kind of like energy is kind of up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Let's go Sunday. Let's do something. Let's mow the yard. Let's get in the yard and do all that sort of stuff. And it just got it out of the way. And it kind of kept me semi sane. So I wasn't maybe digging for the tequila Saturday night. Cause I knew I wanted to get up, you know, Right. but well, I will say because this- your dad still plays, right? Well, he was up until like lockdown, mm. but yeah, he was doing like two times a week, old man stuff, like banging bodies with the seven year old dudes. I love it. I want to be that. Uh, and well, I think what helped him is he started yoga too. Interesting. Yeah. Like with all the old ladies about the YMCA. Love it. Right. How, how long has he been doing yoga? Oh, probably a year. Mm. And I, I, I mean, he goes up to the Y's, but I will tell you, like, I, we'll still like play basketball, like him and my son and like my daughter, and he still fucking fouls. <laughs> like it's, he has infinity fouls, right? <laughs> Backyard basketball, you don't foul out. No, no, and you call your own. So yeah, right. <laughs> he'll, use, he'll use 105 fouls <laughs> he's hack a shack on you or what oh well everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you come around if he can get his hand on you he's gonna smack the shit at you <laughs> well that's the thing as you get older and slower that's like the move he's actually uh also helping me uh this weekend we're gonna build a little like patio off our porch for like the grill nice and he came over there a day like raring to go i just think he wants to get away from my mom <laughs> how old is he oh well, they're like 68 69 ish i mean 67? that's seven to be doing yoga basketball and hyped up about building a, a little patio at 70 is a good spot to be in steve well right Andy knows when he comes over here help helps me with shit he gets beer yeah and so to be drinking and basketball and yoga at 70 that's a good place to be I, we and can all I, hope to be there 100 percent. well that's the thing i will say for whatever you think about trump right the dude has some energy like it's called, he gets it's out. called drugs <laughs> i mean he's on some good ones then because well, yeah. He has a ton of energy. Just like Hitler had about a ton of energy and he was on crack. <laughs> no, he was literally on methamphetamines yeah, or amphetamines. He, they were shooting him up. He no, was yeah. super sick all the time. And they, and were, they, they just, were his, they were his like in like documents they were called his vitamin shots. Yeah. Yeah. And so they would just have to prop him up. That's why he was out there just screaming his balls <laughs> off. Dude, just screaming well, because he's on whatever maybe trump's onto something that hydrochloroquine's actually like a fountain of youth i mean listen as i get older i'd be willing to risk quite a bit for some fountain of youth action i uh, mean it depends how old i am like because at some point i want to rob a bank and go on a, like a high-speed chase oh there you go or a low speed chase because I'm like 95. I'm not going very fast. 
but is that are you talking about maybe that's your uh, go out game like just no, be like all right i'm done no I'm that's gonna... that's my like if i hit 90 i'm gonna go on my birthday rob a bank and like get in a very low speed chase that yeah. goes on for like hours <laughs> and you know how much fame i will gather from that because they're like we're not gonna throw this 90 year old man in jail he wasn't even he wasn't even over the speed limit while yeah. he was running away. Right. And then Nobody like they're gonna, they're gonna forget like and I'm gonna go like interview and then I'm gonna do something else crazy. And well like, here here's my one question. Will there still be physical storefront banks when you're ninety? Mm. No. Mm. Money won't even be a thing. Right. It'll all be, you know, in the chip. However many credits we have will all be in the chip in our wrist. No, the it, the, the AI is going to take over everything and we're going to be fishing. Yeah, it'll be. I hope so. I just Tr- trying to like survive. I hope they're nice to us, man. You know, right? I hope they're nice to us. I need to start learning how to code. Yeah, 100%. I can talk I their mean, language. <laughs> All you need is the uh, glasses we talked about last right, week. Right, right. So you'll be able to speak all of them languages. Right. Yeah, well, so- like, I wonder if my one wish of knowing every single language, language? in the universe, that yeah. also translates to AI. I would imagine. They speak code as a language. True. Literally, they call, you know, Perl and Python, they're all languages. Mm-hmm. So I think you'd be good to go. Right. I if I could go. speak Python fluently. Yeah. Oh, then you could write whatever code. Um, I want to go back to this patio that you're making. So with this um, pandemic and the lockdown, man, I, I mean, I've been doing so many around the house projects. I'm over it. All right. Like, oh, hey, let's. All these little things that you've been putting off for years. What are you doing? What's this patio situation? Um, well, you've been to my place. like So we have like the lower deck we built. And then between like the lower deck and like the upper deck out back, there's just like this, I don't know, like five foot empty space, right? Like five foot, like eight foot. I kind of have a grill there right now and use it, but just dirt. And so we're going to kind of make it look a little, we're going to church it up as Joe Dirt would say. Meaning like, are you just going to put down pavers? Oh yeah. Well, it's my dad we're talking about. So (laughs) we're getting like a scoop of sand. Yeah. That my uncle's going to take his truck to go get. And I'm going to have to fucking wheel, wheel barrel that shit into the backyard. And we're going to like slightly at an angle, but level out like, like how high we want it. And then we're going to put pavers in there yeah. with, with, I think, some brick. Okay. Because I got a bunch of just brick laying around my yard. Nice. This is some serious dad shit, isn't it? Oh, tell me about your patio, and you're like, one hundred sand and some bits of sand and some. some oh yeah, and then so yeah, we gotta cut like so. We have all these like, huh, funny. My dad's calling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I guarantee he's gonna. My dad's the type of dude that, like, a thirty second conversation takes him fifteen minutes. <laughs> like he'll sit there and repeat himself like ten times. <laughs> so, but no, that's why I think he's all geeked up about this because this is such like, oh, we can do this and like we have to like. So we have all these pavers from when we like did a different part of our yard. And so he's like, oh, now I gotta go, I'm going to go get this saw from your Uncle Mitch because he's a master mason, and then we're going to do this. So I can just see, like, five of my uncles coming over and doing this, which nice. is cool. Which is cool of me. That means I just sit back and watch. Yeah. Yeah, because they'll be like, you're still the son. So they're yeah. like, get out of the way. Right. God, we can't trust you to do anything. Give me that, two, give me that two-inch bit. Like, yeah. What? what are you talking about? Get out of the way. I'll get the goddamn bit myself. Like, all right, I'll go get beers, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been thinking about, uh, you know, back to basketball. And pro- I, I need a basketball hoop over here. Uh, and I can't decide. I hate those movable ones, but they're so much more, I mean, efficient. they're just so much more affordable. Oh, right. And you have a pretty big driveway, like a two, like a, double wide right yeah 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 you could do one we have you could we have one in our garage we have yet to set up is it a, a movable one or like well a- i can't really tell it, it's like a movable one but i don't think it has wheels interesting like you fill it up or something you know yeah but we got it last year i think for hundred. why haven't you put it up well we moved right oh yeah and so yeah. And then, like this house, like the driveway is just not not feasible. But our son is one hundred percent on us putting that shit up. Yeah, I mean, We're like, dude, but we have like a single car driveway. He's like, I don't care, put it right here. Like, okay, dude. I remember. So when I grew up, um, I had a listen. The one I, the one goal I had that I remember uh, with a driveway was a single car driveway. So that's all the farther my shot is. Like I can't go back. You got mid range game. Yeah, one hundred percent. I call it driveway range. Like <laughs> I can, I can hit it from the wing pretty good, but I can't hit a three because my driveway wasn't big enough. My court, I just never took threes. Um, and or, then, or you could shoot from the corner. Yeah, I'm okay from the baseline, but where the basket, but, um, and then listen, my next house didn't have any cement. So it was straight up grass and dirt, Jimmy Chitwood stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Yes. And it was bad. So, um, but or, so I'd like one of those nice in ground ones and I think I could put it in, but yo, that's like a thousand dollars. Like with like the crank up and down. Yes. Yeah. That, those are pretty, they're really nice, but they're pricey as hell. Yeah. And if my kids don't use them, man, I'm going to be mad. Now I would use it. I would use it for sure. Right. But it's like, at what point do you look like the weirdo in the neighborhood <laughs> old man playing by yourself no. out front? Old man gets in his shots. <laughs> yeah. Right. Me, right. And of course I'm out there drinking. So <laughs> you'll be hollering at kids. 10 bucks a game. <laughs> Come on, Billy Hoyle. Let's see. $2 a letter. Just 
every bring every eight year old in the neighborhood by them and posterize them all. Right. Well, I don't know, so like, man. We don't have a basketball goal, so like my son had been going up to the school, which is just a hop, skip, and jump because they have yeah. basketball courts outside. Well, since COVID hit, they shut that shit down. So now what do you gets, mean? Well, like you can't even go into like the back of the school to use any of like the fields or like basketball courts or anything like that. Like I've seen playgrounds where they have like police tape. Oh yeah, that's all over like, this area. That's wild. Uh, and so he's been going down to like this older lady that lives down there, like four or five houses away, and he just started just going down there and playing on her goal, just uninvited. And now she loves him. Oh, that's awesome. She actually bought him a brand new net for the goal. Stop it. Yeah. I had to go down there and help him put it up. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, so we found out that like we have some real OGs on our block, like original people from like 1974. Like when the plaza went in? Oh, yeah. Like literally like the one of the first two houses on this block, the people still live here. Nice. And since all this COVID, like, we're just like, get out of the house, kids, you know, like, yeah. open no block. So they've gotten to know all the really old neighbors. And I think our kids have become their spies. Because, like, they're always talking to our kids, and our kids are always, like, giving up information of what they <laughs> see. That's awesome, though. She hooked him up with a net. Yeah. Let him shoot. Well, and, that's, like, that's- but all these, like, saw, so, like, her and the other old, like, they're, like, we loved the fact that your kids are just running up and down the block and they're always outside. Like, yeah. Like, it reminds us of actual, like, kids playing, you know? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, well, I grew up in, like, the era of, like, get the fuck out of here. When the street light comes on, come home. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, yeah. I kind of lean towards that. Yeah. But I get I why. I do too. People- I get why people are afraid nowadays and freaked out because of creepos out there. I guess. But I mean, on some level. They've always been out there. Yeah. And there had to have been more, right? Oh, totally. Now, now you got to think about like technology probably scared half of them off. Like, yeah. Shit, I'm going to get creepy right here. And then the next thing you know, there's a picture of me like sent out. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got ring cameras on their doors. You're not driving down a street without getting noticed. Right? Well, you hell, know? those people that found a million dollars in trash bags, the police found those people's, like, the money who it was belonged to. Yeah, so what happened there? Let, let's wrap it up with that story. I didn't really read it. I read the headline, but that's it. What happened? What I like, I was just listening to like sports talk radio this morning. They were talking about it, and it's like a couple or like a family was just driving on the highway, and they noticed like two trash bags in the middle of the road. And they're like, All right, we're gonna stop and like pick those up and put them back for our truck, you know? Like, they don't belong on the highway, like, doing a good deed. And then they get them and they realize it's two big trash bags full of cash, and it was a million dollars. Okay. So, they first thing, they just took it to the authorities and gave it to the authorities. Oof. And I guess, like, I guess I don't, I haven't really read back up on it, but I guess the authorities found who it belongs to. And I'm not I'm pretty positive that the people who found it didn't even get a reward. 
Now, look, man, I've always been of the mind of if I drop my wallet and somebody finds it, that's awesome. Like if I find a wallet, it has your name and clearly identify. But if you drop a track, if I drop a $20 bill, that bill is just lost. Right, right. Right. And why are you carrying a million dollars in trash bags? What is the deal? Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, so if I found that, it's like million dollar in trash bags. That means this is like, first of all, I'm thinking like, not like not legal money. Right. You know, like, right. So I'm sure these people are going to have guns to come find me. Yeah. 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 That's the one big, but on some level, I'm going to take that million dollars. I'm going to slice 10% off the top to pay for lawyers. Well, you want this money? Come get it and talk to my lawyer. And so there's also, you go the dumb and dumber route and just write an IOU and keep receipts for everything. (laughs) Right. Right. But like, it's like, it's like, like, that's why I was like, it's like, well, do you keep it? And then all of a sudden, like they have the barcodes they know. And then like, then you get the IRS involved later on. Man, or million you, bucks. Or do you just walk into like the cops and be like, "Hey, I found this six hundred thousand dollars on the road." Right. You know? Just one trash bag. I found a trash bag yeah. full of money on the road. Like uh, we were looking for two though. Funny, <laughs> oh, I didn't know. see it. Somebody must have had. Yeah. It. It's like it's like how do you have one and a half of these? Right. Right. Well, I, saw I don't some, know. It's weird. Saw bills flying down the road, so I don't know. What do you get? But sir, didn't you just pull up in a brand new Ferrari? Oh yeah, I got a bonus of work. Like no, that's that's a loaner from the dealership. Don't worry about that. Yeah. All right, dude, I'm done with my sixer. Where are you at? Uh, I'm on number seven. Mm, mm. Perfect. <laughs> I liked it. Today was a good one. I hope we gave you your proper due this time around. Yeah. Shark Daddy's the name. All day. What's your Twitter handle? I thought it was Shark Isn't it Daddy. Shark Daddy? Yeah. I think so. We'll have to look that up. I feel like that's pertinent. I got to get ready to listen to my dad's voicemail. <laughs> okay. Maybe <laughs> as long as this podcast. Could be. Dude, I think we should have him on an episode uh, coming up. Uh, it, it'd be funny. It really would. Right? Okay. Maybe book that up. We're going to call this a wrap. It, that's uh, Six Pack Chats, episode two. Good job, dude. Cheers. Cheers.